When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome. This is Dietitian Kate, and you are listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we simplify the confusing and complex world of nutrition to help you reach your greatest potential. At Nutrition Awareness, our registered dietitians believe in fueling your body, not restricting it, so you can accomplish your goals, optimize your results, and live your healthiest life without dieting. Whether you're starting a weight loss journey in the midst of a physical transformation or simply want to enhance your life with a nutritious diet, stay tuned as you will find value in today's episode. What up, you guys? Welcome back to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast. And yeah, you heard me right. I said welcome back because I'm hoping some of you guys are returning listeners. We have about three episodes already in the bank. So if you're returning and you've already heard one or all three of those episodes, that just makes me really excited. (laughs) So I'm hoping you are an avid listener. And if you're new, I'm even more excited that you're here. I really hope that you enjoy the podcast. I think you're really going to like today's episode. And I'll tell you about my inspiration for it here in a second. But before I do that, I just want to ask if you are a returning listener, or if you know after listening to this podcast that you have a friend who's really going to appreciate it, please, please, please share it with somebody that you know could really hear this message. Maybe share it with somebody who is struggling with a weight loss journey, struggling with putting too much of their worth on the scale. Because, yep, that's what we're talking about today. Why that darn scale is such an invalid tool for weight loss. Okay, I shouldn't say it's invalid, but it's not the most consistent form of measurement. I wanna share with you guys nine reasons why the scale fluctuates. But before I drop these knowledge bombs on you, I wanna share something else really exciting for you. So if you're a new listener and you haven't heard episode two about intermittent fasting, pause this episode, go back and check it out. For those of you guys who have heard it before, I know that you found a lot of value from it because I've had so many clients come into the office since we released that episode a few weeks ago telling me, Kate, I heard the intermittent fasting podcast with you and Megan. I want to start intermittent fasting. The benefits sound awesome. And so I'm really excited that people want to start intermittent fasting and that they can learn that it can really help them on any kind of health journey. So Megan put together a free guide for people who want to learn more about intermittent fasting. This is for people who heard the podcast, who want a little bit more information. Consider it like show notes. If you want access to this free guide, all you have to do is go to go.orlandodietitian.com backslash intermittent fasting. I will post that link in the show notes here below, but go to that address, put your email in, and we'll send you the free guide right away, straight to your email, no charge, nothing. So again, that's go.orlandodietitian.com backslash intermittent fasting. All right, gang, let's dive right into today's topic. Reasons why the scale fluctuates. Yeah, I said it, the S word. Dun, 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 scale. That little thing that sits in our bathroom and just stares at us and can make or break our day if we let it. 
I, even though I'm a dietitian and I preach to people all the time, the scale isn't everything. I'm not immune to letting it make me feel bad if it doesn't tell me the number I'm expecting or the number I want to. And I'm actually living through this right now. So it's the Wednesday after Memorial Day weekend that I'm recording this. And let's just say I lived it up Memorial Day weekend. I had a best friend in town. We wanted to go do all the fun things, the pool parties. And with pool parties comes food, comes alcohol, and more alcohol, and then more food. (laughs) You catch my drift. Definitely had a good time this weekend. So when I had weighed myself on Friday morning before all the festivities, It was my normal weight, nothing crazy. I weighed myself Tuesday morning. You guys, I had gained six pounds. And the initial shock, I was like, oh my God, I gained six pounds. Like, it is a bit alarming, but I had to take a step back and remember, just because the scale says I gained six pounds does not mean I gained six pounds of body fat. Let me say that again. I did not gain six pounds of body fat. No matter what that scale says, I know that there are lots of other reasons related to what I've been doing that shows that my weight went up six whole pounds. Just like somebody can't lose six pounds of body fat over a weekend, I did not gain six pounds of body fat over a weekend. So if you've ever felt this way, if you've ever ever gone on vacation or had a fun weekend and you step on the scale and you literally let your jaw drop to the floor by how much weight you've gained, don't freak out, it's not body fat. And I especially want to say this to people who might be on a weight loss journey or transformation journey right now, and they notice that their weight changes dramatically over a weekend. It's not going to completely swipe out all of the progress you've made. If you've been steadily losing weight and then you gain a few pounds back after a fun weekend or an event or any of these reasons that I'm going to explain to you, it's not an end-all be-all. So here are the nine reasons why the scale fluctuates. All right, reason number one, I'm not gonna lie, seems a little bit obvious, it's not the most exciting reason, but I'm gonna start off with it anyway because it makes a huge difference, and that's fluid intake, how much you're drinking, and on the flip side, how much you're losing, whether it's through sweat, from working out outside, from taking a diuretic, or drinking coffee and alcohol, your fluid balance from what you're drinking and from what you're losing is constantly shifting. There's no way, well, there's ways, but it is not reasonable to constantly be monitoring in mills how much water you are losing and intaking all day long. I mean, why would anyone do that? Please don't do that. Just know that water influences the scale. It's definitely not body fat. However, there are a lot of compounds that can also influence how our body holds on to the water that we are taking in. This leads me to reason numero dos, which is sodium. Yep. Dietary salt is crucial for your health. So let me just start off by saying if you're an athlete, if you're working outside, if you don't have a pre-existing heart condition, please don't demonize salt. However, you should know that salt attracts water. So if you are eating a lot of salt, you're going to hold on to a lot of water. It's just just science. how it goes. However, this explains why you might feel really bloated after you eat a bunch of snack chips or maybe after you go out to eat. Restaurant establishments typically use a lot more salt in their cooking because it makes things taste better (laughs) for most people and keeps it fresh longer. So let's say you are going out to eat and you are going to order a vegetarian burrito bowl at a certain establishment that is full of nutritious options. You get things like brown rice, black beans, pico de gallo, corn, guacamole, and then you realize that it's got 1,650 milligrams of sodium. 
So just to put this in perspective, the recommendation for the general population is 2300 milligrams of sodium per day. So this is over half the recommended daily intake. That's a lot of sodium. However, it's not a bad thing. Like this doesn't mean you should not go out to eat anymore. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just letting you know that when you eat a salty meal like this, and if you're eating this way every single time you eat, so if you're eating processed foods or going out to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're gonna hold on to a lot of water that's gonna make the scale fluctuate. Or even if you never eat out and you always are doing home cooking, you don't add much salt to your food, and then you do go out to eat, it could be a dramatic change in the weight. So don't freak out, it's just it's just the name of the game. There's just salt in food sometimes, it is what it is. Water follows salt and that's why you might feel a little bit bloated after you go out to eat. There are a few other nutrients that cause our body to hold on to water. It's not a bad thing. In fact, our body is holding on to water for good reasons. A well-hydrated muscle tissue is a healthy tissue. So this water is carrying the nutrients to our cells. And so the other nutrients that can cause water retention are fiber, glycogen, and creatine. So these are reasons three through six. So let me start with fiber. A lot of my clients will feel really discouraged when they notice water retention after increasing their vegetable or fiber intake. If they're used to eating really processed foods, not many veggies, not many fruits, this can be kind of shocking. Because fiber is indigestible, introducing large amounts at one time may cause you to feel a little bit bloated or gassy, but fiber is a key component for weight loss, blood sugar management, heart and digestive health. So don't let that initial water weight gain keep you from eating it. Instead, just start low and slowly increase your intake. I would say track how much fiber you're eating now, increase it between two to five grams per day, and women should aim for 25 grams while men require at least 38 grams of fiber per day. And it may seem counterintuitive, but to really get that bloat off of you, drink enough fluid. Yeah, drink more water when you feel bloated. This really helps reduce the bloat and helps ease the digestion of the fiber. Not drinking enough water is actually the number one cause of constipation. In a similar vein, our fourth reason why the scale fluctuates is glycogen. Glycogen can be described as stored energy, glucose. Our bodies are gonna store glycogen primarily in the liver, skeletal muscle tissue, and fat cells. We're gonna pull from these stores throughout the day as we move, breathe, exercise, live, you get the picture. Though dietary fat and some protein is converted into this glucose, most of our glycogen stores come from carbohydrates. So here's a kicker. For every one gram of glycogen your body stores, our bodies retain two to three grams of water. That's a one to three ratio. And this explains why people who follow a ketogenic diet or very low carb diet may lose a ton of weight really, really quickly. It's mostly water. That rapid weight loss, that rapid drop, it's not all from body fat. Some of it's gonna be from body fat, but that really quick weight loss, it's from water because your body's not holding on to all that water because it doesn't have glycogen attracting it. So don't freak out if you notice the scale jump up a few days after you eat a, hard, a high carb meal. It's not body fat, it's just how your body's utilizing that carbohydrate. Reason number five is relevant for anybody who is or has taken a creatine supplement. So creatine also causes water retention. However, this water retention is different than that of glycogen, sodium, fiber, because it's intracellular. This means it's stored within the cell itself rather than underneath the skin. So somebody taking creatine might notice their weight is going up, however, they don't notice any abdominal bloating. They can't, they don't have those same side effects where they're like, oh, I'm holding on to water because you don't feel it the same way. 
Usually someone that's taking creatine typically isn't trying to lose weight per se, but it can still be alarming to notice a weight change if you start taking the supplement. Don't be alarmed, it's just water, it ain't no thing. It's a good thing, right? We want that water to take the creatine to the muscle tissues so it can do work. There are other reasons that can cause the scale to fluctuate that aren't directly related to what we're eating or drinking. They're related to our lifestyle. The sixth reason I'm gonna share with you has to do with how much we're sleeping. Have you ever woken up on a Sunday to be surprised that you actually weigh less than you did during the week, even when you might've indulged a little bit on Saturday? If so, compare how much you're sleeping on weekends and weekdays. A lot of people will use the weekends to sleep in. This gives the body extra time to shift the fluid from our body's cells into our bloodstream. From there, the fluid is sent to our kidneys so it can be excreted when we urinate the next morning. Therefore, we're losing additional ounces of water weight. While it is immediate water weight loss, there are lots of reasons why getting enough sleep is linked to fat loss. One of them is that sleep helps regulate our hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin. This makes it easier to control our portion sizes and say no to tempting junk food. Adequate sleep also improves your body's response to insulin, a fat-storing hormone, and regulates cortisol, the stress hormone. And depending on your basal metabolic rate, your body also burns a certain number of calories when you're at rest. So if you're sleeping, you're burning calories and not ingesting any. If you don't feel like you're sleeping enough, aim for at least seven to nine hours of restful sleep per night. This should be part of your weight loss plan. Anybody who's on a weight loss plan or is just trying to be healthy in general, needs to prioritize sleep, all right? It's not just food and exercise. Sleep is that third component. If you have trouble falling asleep, I would say stop using screens like your phone or TV at least one to two hours before bed. And stop consuming caffeine, pre-workouts, and teas after noon, especially if you're finding it hard to actually fall asleep. Reason number seven why the scale doesn't change, in my opinion, is kind of the most frustrating one, and that is inflammation and muscle soreness. We don't really talk about how exercise and movement really does make us gain weight, but it's only short term. For instance, have you ever crushed a workout only to be dismantled by a weight increase the following day? This is because exercise breaks down muscle tissue. That sends a signal to your body, hey, there's damage, and so your body holds onto water and targets that inflamed tissue to help heal and soothe the swelling. In case you needed another reason to wear sunscreen, this also explains why even a sunburn can cause water retention. And this leads me to reason number eight, why we can't always trust the scale completely. And that's muscle growth. And that's an exciting reason why you might not lose weight as quickly as you anticipate. It's a good thing. If you are doing some sort of resistance training, strength exercise, you can anticipate that your muscle mass is gonna grow, especially if your nutrition matches. While this shift is not instantaneous, muscle growth slows the weight loss, but it improves your physique and boosts your metabolism. That basically turns you into a fat burning machine all the time. So don't freak out if you are doing some sort of resistance training workouts and your weight loss is not as drastic as you expect it to be. It's a good thing you're probably putting on lean body mass. I always tell my clients who are also doing strength training workouts to measure their transformation progress using a method besides the scale. If you have a DEXA machine close to where you live, 
you can use that. That is the gold standard. So you go into this big imaging machine. It does a huge x-ray of your body and spits out a scan that shows you literally what you're made of. It compares your body fat percentage versus your lean body mass versus your muscle mass, even your visceral organ fat mass, which is really important to know for overall health. If you are local to Orlando, I always say go to DexaFit Orlando. If you are not local to Central Florida, Google DEXA scan, see if there's one nearby. A lot of universities and hospitals have them, and you can pay to go in and just get a scan done. More commonly, I see places have an in-body machine. The in-body machine is where you stand on a little scale and hold on to some knobs, and it takes a little scan to show you what your body fat percentage and lean body mass is. Whichever method you choose, it doesn't really matter as long as you're consistent with how you're measuring progress. So don't do a DEXA scan and then do your follow-up two months later on an in-body. You want to use the same machine and be consistent when you're measuring. So if you go in the morning on an empty stomach, do it again in the morning on an empty stomach. Use the same machine. If you don't have access to these fancy machines, there are a lot simpler ways to do it that don't involve a scale. At home, you can just find a measuring tape from a sewing kit and measure your waist circumference, your hip, your arm, your thigh. You can even measure your neck and see if that changes. You can also take progress photos. You can see how your clothes fit. And you can just pay attention to your energy and mood. As you gain lean body mass and you start to lose weight and you feel good, you're going to also notice that your mood's better and you have more energy to do the things that you want to do. So you don't just have to use the scale. So we've learned that the scale is not the most consistent form of measuring progress, but for some, it's a really convenient accountability tool. If you do choose to use the scale to monitor your weight loss, weigh under very consistent conditions. What I mean is use the same scale, weigh at the same time wearing the same clothes or lack thereof, weigh with an empty bladder and an empty stomach, and even weigh yourself before you shower. I'd recommend that you record your weight three to seven times per week then take an average of those numbers. You can track your weekly average and identify a trend. So as we've learned, the, your scale weight is going to change every single day, so the average just gives you a better overall picture. But if you notice that jumping on the scale every single morning is continuously making you question yourself or putting you in a bad mood, just put the dang thing away. You don't need to use it. There are many other ways to measure your progress. Okay, so you're probably wondering, Kate, I thought there was a ninth reason why the scale will fluctuate. You've only said eight. This one is targeted just for my ladies, and that's hormonal shifts. So a lot of women experience water retention about a week before their menstrual cycle due to the shifts in the sex hormones, progesterone and estrogen. Totally normal, we just have to expect it. If you do struggle with bloating before your period, eating a low sodium diet with adequate fiber and plenty of fluids can really help ease the symptoms. There is a blog post on our website called PCOS and Gut Health that is full of healthful digestive health and diet tips that aren't just applicable to people that have PCOS or gut problems. It's very universal. So check out our blog. It's nutritionawareness.com. Just search gut health or PCOS and you'll get more information there. All right, guys, those are the nine reasons why the scale fluctuates. I hope this helped ease any anxiety you might have about little weight fluctuations when you use your bathroom scale. If you really, really find that that scale is making you nuts, I can't emphasize this enough. Don't use it. If the scale makes you want to give up, if it makes you feel bad about yourself, 
You do not need it. In fact, in our office, we don't even have a scale. We do not make our clients measure their progress, measure their health goals with a scale weight unless they want to at home. So don't freak out. Don't worry about it. There are many other ways that we talked about that you can determine whether you are making progress in your health journey. And hey, if you are listening and you're struggling with weight loss or weight gain or any kind of health goal, meet with a dietitian. Meet with Megan and I at nutritionawareness.com. We will help you figure out exactly what you're doing or what you're not doing and why that's not getting you from point A to point B. So if you're trying to burn fat and you've tried all these fad diets and you've tried all these pills and supplements, stop. So let us sit down with you and we'll talk through the process. Our initial consultations are an hour long. We get to know you on a personal level. We get to know your diet history, your daily routine, what foods you like, don't like. And then we use that information to put together an individualized plan to help you accomplish your goals using nutrition. Whether you're local to Central Florida or you live across the country, head over to nutritionawareness.com and book a consult with one of our dietitians. We want to help you succeed. We want to help you get from point A to point B. And we'll do that in person. We can do that over the phone and we can do it virtually. While you're on the webpage, if you have any specific questions or topics that you want covered on the podcast, click send an email at info at orlandodietitian.com and hopefully it will get covered on one of our upcoming episodes. All right, that's all for now. Thank you guys so much for listening from the bottom of my heart. I am so excited about this podcast and it means the world to me that you listened to it. Please leave a review or rate us a five. Help us spread the podcast around because... I just love it so much, and I'm so excited that we have listeners. <laughs> it really lights me up. So I'm going to stop talking now because I'm still in my sweaty clothes from my workout this morning, and I'm stinking up the room. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Until then, keep it real and keep it healthy. Kate out.